Welcome back to another ranting podcast by uh, your guy here. Uh, I got a few more updates on my life. Hopefully some of these updates will help you in your life. Number one, uh, I've discovered this app called Detoxify, and I think it's really helping myself uh, manage my time, Uh, it's helping my mental state, it's getting me to exercise more, it's uh, making me better at my job. So the app is called Detoxify, and it is basically... Uh, VPN that blocks your... Well, it it blocks porn sites, (laughs) for one thing. Uh, It could also block app downloads. Um, Not necessarily app downloads, but when you... How I have it set up is... uh, When I download a new app, I'm unable to use it. Basically, it prevents me from using, like, dating sites, because those are super addictive. Um, You know, I have a new girlfriend now, so I obviously don't ever want to risk going on a dating site and, you know, being dishonest with her, because she's pretty good, um, moving on from that, so yeah, the app, basically, if you download any new app, it'll prevent you from using it, and you can obviously tweak it so that you can enable certain ones, you know, if you have a more useful app that you want, that you need to use, whatever, um, but yeah, you can prevent yourself from using unwanted apps or going on unwanted sites, Uh, so yeah, the app is called Detoxify. I'm not getting paid to, you know, advertise this, by the way. I just saw an ad for it, and it explained what the app did, and, you know, that fit basically all my needs. Um, I, I was just thinking that it could be a really big help for productivity and mental health, and so far it really is. Uh, basically, uh, it's free for like three days and then you have to pay five bucks a month after that and they have like another plan that's like a yearly plan that's cheaper monthly but anyway uh yeah it's five bucks a month so i'm sure there's people out there that are like i'm not paying for that garbage well you could try it for three days and you'll you'll notice that it actually does work um yeah so it's great for productivity what i've noticed is that i'm putting too much time into you know, like, streaming and YouTubing and stuff, I've been doing, like, a, you know, a lot of YouTube video uploads, streaming on Twitch here and there, uh, but I'm basically, in that process, neglecting my job, and that can't be done, I can't, I can't neglect my job, because if I neglect my job, I'll lose my job, and everything else will just fall apart, everything will collapse beneath my feet, and I don't want that, you have to be able to sustain your job, so you have to be able to maintain mental health and productivity. You've got to be exercising because that helps with that too. you got to be eating somewhat healthy. You can't just be eating fast food all the time. I mean, you have to find a balance with everything. I mean, everybody always says that. It's obviously easier said than done. But I think this app Detoxify, you know, is really helping me find a really good balance in life. So not only does it do the things that I mentioned, but you can also set it to, like, lock your phone when you want to be productive for, like, you know, any any amount of time, up to 30 minutes or something like that. Um, basically, what I do is I set, like, a productivity session for 30 minutes, and I label it, you know, like, 
time to work or time to work out or whatever. And when you start that session, it just locks your phone and counts down until your timer is up. So yeah, it just locks your phone and prevents you from using it. Uh, you can choose to undo that, you know, if, if there's like an important call you need to receive or make or something. Uh, but just having it there, letting you know, hey, you're not supposed to be using your phone during this time, is incredibly helpful. Not only does it help you stay away from, you know, like maybe porn sites or apps that you know are affecting your productivity or mental health, it just prevents you from being distracted by your phone. And I think that's a huge part of it, a huge part of productivity and mental health is we're on our phones way too much, basically 24-7. Um, and it's, you know, you're staring at a screen forever. It's terrible. It can't be good for you. I mean, and there's also like the little dopamine hits from using certain social media and stuff like that, you know, YouTubing stuff watching constant YouTube videos. Um, if you can, you know, eliminate your phone addiction, basically, uh, that's very beneficial, I would imagine. Um, so far, it has been. You know, I'm... I'm I kind of got a little, a little far behind on work because I've been focusing so much on... Twitch streaming and YouTubing and whatnot that, yeah, I've just fell, I fell behind on work. Like there's, there's this new full site web development that I'm, uh, currently working on and I basically didn't get anything done in like a week and a half, two weeks. And, you know, I was supposed to have the header, footer and homepage done on the whole site. I'm like, that's a lot of work. So what I ended up doing was nothing for two weeks and then basically last Friday, uh, I had a review where we were going to go over everything on the site and, uh, you know, like the progress on the site and I had nothing to show after working on it for like two weeks. So, you know, I, I didn't have like any real plan other than procrastinate and get the shit done. But luckily two days before the review, I discovered the app detoxify and I was able to, like, really focus and get lots of the website done in a short period of time. Like, I stayed up till, you know, 2 a.m. one of the nights, just working my ass off trying to get it done. And actually, during the review, the guys were quite pleased with my progress. So, now that I did that, I can keep using the app. And now I'm going to be, like, way ahead of, you know, schedule, basically, for all my other tasks. Once I finish catching up, I'm still, like, a little behind on some stuff, but I think this app is, uh, you know, probably beneficial for a large portion of the population. If you have, like, any addiction or something, especially an addiction to phone or porn or apps or anything, this is, uh, that's the app you need. It's called Detoxify. You should probably get it. Once again, I'm not, this isn't a paid advertisement. I'm just letting you know that it's working for me. Um, and I still have, like, tons of plans to <clears throat> keep doing uh, Twitch and YouTube, but I, like I said, I have to make sure that I can maintain my current job, because if you can't do that, then everything else will collapse beneath your feet. I mean, like, I, luckily I live with my parents, so, like, I could just be like, oh, man, I need to just get another job, 
but I don't have to worry about like paying rent or anything. So I'm in, I'm luckily in a good spot, but you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have no issue maintaining a job and working hard at it. But if you're like me and you're trying to like not just have a job, but you're trying to get further ahead than most people, um, you know, if you're actually trying to become a millionaire like I am, like I have, I have so far nothing to show for my efforts toward becoming a millionaire other than, uh, attaining my dream job, my original dream job and making it a good amount of money. Like I, I, I get, I get pretty sizable paychecks and I have the job that I always wanted basically, which is working from home coding. Uh, but I want to go beyond that. I, I do want to become a millionaire, not because of the money, but just because of the freedoms and the things I'll be able to do, the experiences I'll be able to have. Obviously, if you're a millionaire, you have to work extremely hard for that money. Like, unless you get super lucky, like if you hit the lottery or something, but unless you hit the lottery, you do have to work extremely hard to, you know, to acquire a million dollars. I mean, you have to like, you have to start businesses and whatnot. Um, you have to work hard at your job to maintain it and make sure you're doing well and you have to invest money, you have to buy property, you have, you know, the, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I, that I hear millionaires say is you want real estate ASAP. So get a house, then get another house, then get another house. I mean, it, it's a lot, you know, a lot easier said than done getting a bunch of houses but that's eventually what I plan to do. But really what I, I want to do first is get multiple sources of income going. I want to get, you know, like a, a Twitch and YouTube following. Like I, I've, I've been gaining subscribers and followers on Twitch and YouTube. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly what to do to like, like what kind of channel I want to have. I've got a couple of ideas. Um... For YouTube, I was kind of planning on playing this game, Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator 2, because I kept seeing these videos that were getting tons of views, and I figured if I would just make videos uh, of this game, then I would start getting tons of views and tons of su subscribers. I mean, I've got I've gotten like about eight or nine or ten subscribers over the last like month, but I'm trying to you know, I really want to get a lot more than that. But what I've realized is that you can't just make videos and be consistent in putting them up. You actually have to put effort into making your videos. You have to have good editing skills. Your videos have to be attractive. You have to have quality content. And I don't think that I have had quality content uh, in my videos. I mean, some of them are pretty cool, but like you can probably tell as a viewer, that I don't really put much effort into editing my videos or whatever, you know, after the fact. I basically just take out what's necessary and just throw it on the internet, you know. I don't really edit it so that it looks good or sounds good or feels good. I just kind of, you know, take out the essentials and throw it up there. Uh, and, like... That's why Twitch is a bit easier, I think, because you don't have to edit videos. You can just consistently be on Twitch, and as long as you have, like, a good personality and you're playing the right kind of games, you can generally succeed. Um, 
I know there's more to it than that, but I think it's a little bit easier than YouTube because with YouTube you have to learn a bunch of extra skills. You got to learn the YouTube algorithm really well. You have to be a really good video editor. You have to have the right content that appeals to the right audience. So, what to Twitch is my question to myself. Do I continue with Rocksmith, which is basically just playing guitar nonstop, but I'd have to play for like six to eight hours a night, and I feel like, you know, that that would kind of burn you out a little bit, and it would take a really long time to gain enough of a following where you can replace your own, like, where you can replace your main job with just Twitch streaming. But I definitely want to do both Twitch and YouTube. I'm thinking with YouTube I might do DCS, Digital Combat Simulator. It's a, uh, a flight simulator, like air combat simulator, fighter jets and whatnot. Uh, and the reason that I think that would be a good idea is because it's actually a really difficult game to learn. Like, there's a huge learning curve uh, because in order to properly know how to fly the the planes in that game, you pretty much have to read, like, a 200-page manual and, like, understand all of it in order to properly operate the aircraft in that game. So it's, to me, I feel like it's a game that is easier watched than played. So if I can produce good content uh, in that game, then, you know, my channel will be valuable to people because... You know, people have the desire to learn that game, uh, but I'm not sure if many people have the desire to read a 200-page manual to learn the game. They'd rather just watch YouTube videos. Uh, and I mean, I, I'm seeing, like, there, there's a number of channels uh, that have this game that they play. Um, it doesn't seem like it's saturated, which is good. So I feel like basically if you learn enough about DCS and you can instruct people on the internet on how to actually play the game and I don't know I think it's it's kind of rare it's a good skill to have um, I don't know I'm gonna try that basically there comes a cop well not like here comes a cop but uh, there there's a cop somewhere and he's not moving so that's good anyway Yeah, so, when you have your phone in your hand in Delaware, apparently cops don't like that very much. So what I did was I dropped my phone. My ex came down to visit me, like, a couple months ago, and she actually got pulled over because she was holding her phone in her hand strictly for GPS purposes. And, you know, got the ticket because she had one hand on her phone and one hand on the wheel, rather than both hands on the wheel. But my question to that is, so that essentially means that no one is allowed to use a GPS in the state of Delaware, correct? I mean, obviously, that's not what it means, but, you know, if you need to hold your hand, well, if you need to hold your phone in your hand in order to use your GPS, and you can get a ticket for that, then that essentially means that you're not allowed to use a GPS in the state of Delaware. Anyway, like, obviously, like, they want it mounted on your car or whatever. Like, they want it... They they would prefer a mounted GPS. <sighs> whatever. Anyway, the cop is not chasing me, thankfully. 
so that's good. I always do these uh, little podcast rants in my car because I feel very, uh, I feel like this is the, the best place for me to just keep ranting and get my, uh, my thoughts out. But basically, back on course with what I was talking about, DCS, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool game. I've always been into, like, jets and, like, air shows and stuff. And, you know, I've, I've always been kind of curious uh, on the whole flying a fighter jet and how all that stuff works. Uh, so, the problem is it's much better played in VR because you kind of have to, like, look around and stuff. But I don't have the money right now for a really good graphics card and a really good VR headset. I mean, I have a decent graphics card. It's a RTX 2070 Super. Uh, and I I have a PlayStation VR, which I've actually hooked up to my PC before. doesn't work very well. Uh, I could just get, like, an Oculus Quest, and that would be, you know, half decent. But I'm not sure how well it would be with the 2070 Super. But luckily for me, I'm going over my uh, sister's house. And her husband has... I think a 3070 Super. So, yeah, the next generation above the 2070 Super. Um, And that would work extremely well with VR. And he has the Oculus Quest, which can hook up to the PC. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I'll get to play, like, hardcore, awesome VR experience in DCS, which is something that I've always wanted ever since I heard about the game. Um really fun stuff. You basically fly a fighter jet, go up high into the sky, you do dog fighting, you drop bombs on ground targets, and fly in formation, pull 9G turns, go in full afterburner. You can fly F-15s, F-16s, Russian jets. I don't know. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But, like I said, you have to basically read a 200-page manual in order to play the game. So... Some of, the, some of the manuals, I think, are like 700 pages. Um, like, if you've, if you've seen the new Top Gun movie, there's a scene where it's not really a spoiler alert, but Maverick has a manual for the FA-18 Super Hornet, and it's like three inches thick. It's about three inches thick. So, yeah, like, that's... It's comparable to... Uh, the DCS manual for the FA-18, which I think is around, you know, five to seven hundred pages or something in, in the realm of that that big. So, that just kind of gives you an idea of how realistic of a simulator it is. The manual for the game is around the size of the manual for the actual fighter jet. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm currently reading the manual for the F-15C, um, so that'll be really cool, uh, once I figure it all out. I, I've just gotten through, like, all of the history of the plane, and where all the instrument panels are located, and what they all do. Now I'm about to get into, uh, the heads-up display, where you can, you know, switch your different weapon types, and figure out radar, and who's where, and what weapons to use, and 
how to lock on to targets and how to fly properly and how to dogfight. I'm moving on to those parts. I'm about halfway through the manual. Really excited, though. I, I basically have to finish reading the manual within the next couple days so that I can have some time to uh, actually play the game in VR on my sister's husband's machine. Um, yeah, if you have the time and the money and the setup, another cop, but he's facing the other way and he's probably not looking at me not having both hands on the steering wheel. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would highly recommend checking out DCS if you like, uh, if you like airplanes or fighter jets or think they're cool or whatever. Amazing experience in VR. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I think that that is, you know, a good way to, uh, get a big YouTube following. I've posted about 20-some videos in the last month or two and have gotten, like, over a 1,000 views on the videos and, you know, a, f a number of subscribers. Not as much as I'd like, but as long as you... See, people say as long as you're consistent, you'll succeed, but that's not all it takes. Like, yeah, consistency is important, but what's more important is quality. You want to make sure that you're able to produce a quality product, whether it be with Twitch or YouTube or if you're starting a business. You know, you don't want to sell crap to anyone. I mean, when it comes to even YouTube and Twitch, you're still selling a product, you know, under a brand, basically. Like, what you're selling on Twitch and YouTube is you're selling just quality videos and People can support you, people can donate and subscribe and whatnot, and then that gives you money. So they're, they're like paying you for your product, but they're gonna wanna pay for your product only if you produce a quality product. Like if you're just, you know, if you're selling crap, no one's gonna wanna pay for your product or subscribe or anything, so. It's just like any other business, you gotta have a quality product, you gotta, your customers basically have to know what they're getting into and they have to know that you're reliable and stuff. So, you know, I'm slowly, like, that's why consistency is important, but quality is more important. But also, once you have a quality product, you have to consistently put those quality products out. You can't put a, a video out every three or four months and expect to maintain a good fan base or whatever. Um, so... I, I've learned a bit about Adobe Premiere Pro, the video editing software, and, you know, I hear it's the best of the best, so that's why I'm using it. Um, like, I, I could use a, a free software, but I feel like if I'm using the best of the best, then I don't have to worry about using the wrong software. Like, and it's really not that expensive, um especially if you live with your parents, but, uh, it's basically, like, these Adobe programs used to cost hundreds of dollars per one, but now they've, uh, condensed everything into Adobe Creative Cloud, which is basically, like, a monthly pay service, where you can choose which programs you want to download, and you just pay monthly for them, 
or you can have Adobe Creative Cloud entirely for like 50 bucks a month and it gives you access to every single Adobe program which is great because they're they are basically the top tier programs for design period I mean there are other top tier programs but Adobe is in the mix of top tier programs to use I mean industry standard top level design programs Adobe has those um now if 50 bucks a month is too much for you what you can do is just become a web developer or a graphic designer or a project manager or an accountant or something like that and you don't really have to go to college for these jobs anymore I've said this before uh I'll say it again I don't know if you can tell that this road is bumpy but my voice is kind of shuddering because the road is bumpy anyway uh it didn't take me long to uh, learn web development on my own. Before I had web development as a career, I was really kind of struggling with money. Like, it was really hard to maintain apartment-level income and have any kind of lifestyle whatsoever. Even, like... I mean, I got a data entry job. It started at $9 an hour, and you could work overtime. And that, you know, that really wasn't much money at all, but eventually I got bumped up to like $11 an hour, and then eventually $15 an hour, but still, that like wasn't really enough to maintain an apartment and have any kind of lifestyle, like I had to live super cheap, I couldn't like go out frequently, uh, you know, I couldn't afford like a girlfriend, and uh, I could barely afford rent and like my bills together and stuff, uh, and that's because $15 an hour ain't shit these days. I mean, that's minimum, that's pretty much minimum wage. I mean, it should be minimum wage at least, but it's not. It should be. Because what the hell are you going to do with $7 an hour? The other point, though, to counter that, to counter myself on what I just said, is that, well, if you're getting paid $7 an hour, that's like a job that doesn't really require any valuable skills. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's con- like maybe that's controversial, controversial. But if you teach yourself valuable skills or you learn valuable skills from other people or whatever, uh, then you should get paid a lot of money. And these days it's actually very easy to learn those valuable skills. I mean, the times are changing, like, everything's going digital. You know, maybe learn a digital skill, like design or development or... There's obviously more than that, but, you know. Go to a trade school, learn learn some physical stuff. Like, you could be a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician or anything like that and make tons of money. And when I say tons of money, I'm talking... You know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year before too long. You know, it won't take you long to start earning up to sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year if you even just want to do a manual labor job. Um, and like, hey, I know work sucks, but you got to do it. If you like, what I'm trying to do is not work, 
but I know that I have to work for now. Like, for now, I have to work. And, like, as much as I don't want to do that and I just want to jump ship and get on, like, the YouTube or Twitch train or, you know, start a business and just replace my job, you can't, you can't do it right away. It takes a long-ass time. And it's a shame because I had a regular job, like... When when I say regular job, I mean that they'll hire basically anyone without any previous skills. That's what I mean by regular job. So I had a regular job, and then I taught myself web development. And before too long, I was making like sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. And then I found out that that's not really what I wanted to do. What I should have done, in retrospect, is just focus only on like Twitch and YouTube and stuff. And I would have been a Twitcher or, or a, you know, Twitch streamer or a YouTuber. I would have had that career by now if I had just focused on that. But it's too late. Now I have to just look forward, not look backwards. So um, I'm just going to maintain the job I have and do the YouTube and Twitch thing, like, slowly but surely. Um, But what I was saying before about... Adobe being like 55 bucks a month If you can't afford that Then teach yourself one of these digital skills Like Some people are like Well I don't want to do that for the rest of my life You know like If you don't want to be a web developer For the rest of your life Like why would you want to become a web developer Why would you put the time and effort into doing it Well Because it could be a temporary solution That could provide you with The money required to attain the real job that you want. Like, what I was doing before was data entry and it was boring. And what I'm doing now is coding and it's boring. Like, sometimes it's cool, but most of the time it's like boring shit that I don't want to be doing and it's stressful. But, the other job was kind of stressful too. The difference is that I make more than twice as much money, so I'd rather make more than twice as much money doing something I hate then make less than half as much money doing something I hate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that web development or graphic design might not be your ultimate career goal, but wouldn't you rather do something you hate for twice as much money instead of do something you hate for half as much money? I would. Like, I I actually... I'm starting to like my job a bit more because I'm able to time manage a little bit better because of this Detoxify app. But I pretty much, you know, up to this point, despised my job that I currently have. You know, money doesn't buy happiness. Meaning that I'm not happy at my job. Like, technically, it's not worth the amount of money I'm making. But once again, I'd rather make $70,000 a year not liking what I do then make $30,000 a year not liking what I do. I said this point three times already. (laughs) Hopefully it's setting in. Um, I don't make $70,000 a year right now. I make $60,000 a year. I'll tell you guys, whatever. I don't care. Um, I did make $80,000 a year plus profit sharing plus full Christmas vacation off for like nine, ten days. That was my previous job, $80,000 a year. Profit sharing. Profit sharing was like twice a year, and it was about two thousand dollars bonus, basically, twice a year. Like at Christmas time and summertime, they would just give us 
profit sharing bonuses of like upwards of two grand on top of our crazy high paychecks. Really wish that I could have stayed at that job. It wasn't stressful and I was doing more interesting work, but unfortunately I lost that job because my mental state was just absolute garbage. I was in a toxic relationship. Um, you know, I was being cheated on and I was also talking to other girls while I was with her, which is a terrible thing to do. That's also cheating. So basically we were cheating on each other. Um, so that was just, I don't know, it was terrible. But I've moved away from all that stuff. I'm confident to say, you know, I'm better for someone right now. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't keep that job for the life of me because I was just in a terrible mental state. And that would have been like, you know, as, as, as far as web developer jobs go, that was the pinnacle of web developer jobs that I, that I could imagine. Like $80,000 a year plus profit sharing twice a year, plus a full Christmas vacation every year. It was amazing. Like I didn't even have to use any PTO and I had, you know, three weeks of vacation time that I could have taken. And then, you know, all of a sudden I get this like two week long Christmas vacation for free. You know, it was pretty nice. Oh man, I got to watch my speed. You know, if I, if I didn't do these podcasts while driving, I wouldn't have to worry about like interrupting my thoughts with like trying to slow down and watch out for cops, but maybe it makes it a little bit more interesting. I don't know. I always be doing this. I guess I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of find it fun. I think it's fun to podcast while driving. And speaking of podcast, like when I think of podcast, I usually think other people, like you're interviewing people or like you have a couple people around a computer desk or table or something, talking bullshit, talking about a certain topic. That's what I think of when I think podcast. But I guess just ranting by yourself is also technically a podcast. <sighs> now, I don't know what else to say. I usually just wing these things. I would love to start writing down my thoughts before I begin a podcast. But... I don't know, maybe it's more interesting to not do that. Um, I've tried it a couple times, trying to like write down some of the things I want to say. But without actually writing a script, I end up just rambling on random thoughts anyway. So I think uh, just winging it kind of works just as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... I think what my goal is with this is to try to figure out how to basically live an easy life and find an easy path to becoming wealthy enough to do whatever I want whenever I want. Like, make my own schedule, not have to worry about the stress of having expectations from other people, meaning having a boss that demands stuff on a timeline, like deadlines and stuff, having clients on you about certain things. Like, I just... I think that's the main thing that, that makes me unhappy in this life is having those expectations put upon me 
from a boss or from clients or from deadlines. I know that if I were able to fully manage myself, manage my time, completely detoxify myself from bad behavior, that I'd probably be happy. Well, I shouldn't say happy. I should say better managing my stress or, or free of stress, which can add to your mental state. The thing is, I'm not really getting to a point here, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that happiness, and I've heard, I've heard this said before, happiness is a state of mind rather than a state of being. Like, you can do all this stuff. I mean, I've done so much stuff. My life is actually incredibly easy compared to most people, I would say. Um, I'm, I'm just a lucky dude. I'm extremely fortunate to have what I have. And I'm grateful for it. But, you know, I think as far as things to achieve that could theoretically lead to happiness, I have enough to be happy. Currently. I mean, I live in... I live near the beach. I don't pay rent. My parents are really chill. Like, I mean, I'm kind of happy here and there. And obviously you get happy and you get sad, but... I think true happiness is just a state of mind. Like... A lot of the stress that I have... I blame that on my unhappiness. And a lot of the stress that I have comes from the state of the world right now, especially. You know, like gas prices being so crazy and conspiracy theories that may or may not be true and uh, just the um, the duality of our country, basically the bipolarity or the polarity, <laughs> whatever you call it, the polarity of basically the left and the right wing uh, viewpoints in our country like just it seems like it can't be resolved and like it could lead to mass violence and all of the uh, public shootings that are happening and the war that's going on in the world it just seems like there's so much evil in the world like why, how could you be happy in a world like this but the other thing is like do you just say fuck it? Like, who cares about that and just worry about yourself? But the problem with that is then you're not helping any of the evil in the world get better. And I think if you try to help the evil in the world get better, that you you could kind of gain happiness from that. Or, you know, like, feel good about yourself that you're, like, helping people. That's That's... That's probably one of the best ways to feel good about yourself or to be happy is by constantly helping people. And I don't mean, like, saying yes to everyone when they ask you favors or whatever. I mean, like, doing real things that can have an impact on the world. Or, or like, just doing nice things for people, being thoughtful all the time. Maybe that's what this world is missing I feel like like evil is increasing and there's not enough uh, sharing and compassion and stuff like that. 
Like, even just sharing. Like, I, I really don't share much. I mean, I'll buy my family stuff. Like, I'll, I'll treat people to this and that. Um, I don't know. I feel like if there was more sharing in the world, there would be more caring in the world. <clears throat> Is there too much evil? Is there too much evil in the world? And the, the other thing is, like, some people, like, I hate the right-wing, left-wing stuff. Because I feel like a lot of people think that, uh, you know, some of the stuff that the left-wing is doing is evil. The right, like, like some of the right-wing people think that the left-wing people are evil. And some of the left-wing people think that the right-wing people are evil. I don't think anybody individually is evil unless they commit, like, a senseless violent act. And by violence, I don't just mean physical violence, I mean, <coughs> like, stealing from somebody or, you know, fraud or, like, just, I don't know, any crime that's, that, like, hurts someone's life is generally evil. Uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I just, I think there's just a lot of evil in this world, and it's kind of depressing. So how do you look past that? You could either say, fuck it, or try to do something about it. But can you really do anything about it? I think the only thing you can really do is try to help people in your own way. You know, whether that be caring for your family, caring for loved ones, helping out homeless people... That's another thing, like, these, these ways that you can try to help the world, are they really actually doing anything? Uh, like, donating to world hunger, is that actually doing anything to help? Like, is that going to help? Is that going to, is that going to solve the problem? If you donate to world hunger, obviously if you donate to world hunger, that's not going to solve the problem. If everybody donated to world hunger, would that solve the problem? I don't know, probably. I heard Sam Kinison tell a joke once, uh... <laughs> that basically uh, the reason that the people in Africa and certain certain places where they're basically starving um, the reason you don't have any food is because there's no food there <laughs> so like move to like a river or move to a place where there's wildlife or animals that you can cattle I think if there's a country with an obesity problem, then start bringing people from starving countries to the countries that have obesity problems. You know, maybe if, uh, if you have all that food, you can feed the starving people more than the obese people, and uh, that'll balance itself out starving people will no longer be starving and obese people will no longer be obese um, I don't know it's weird because like you obviously have these countries like America that have an obesity problem which means that they have an overabundance of food and then you also have countries that don't have enough food so are the countries that don't have enough food ever going to become countries that do have enough food and if they're not, 
then just move the people to the countries that do have enough food. And obviously, you know, just like having an insane amount of people coming across a border. (laughs) Alright, so I don't know anything about, like, illegal alien crises or anything like that. Like, I don't know... I don't know the direct effect that that has on our our economy. But all I'm saying is that if you have a country that doesn't have enough food for their people, would a good solution be to bring them to a country that does have enough food so that they're not starving to death? I mean, there's there's obviously countries like North Korea uh, where their population is basically starving. And, uh, that's partially due to the way that, that the country is run, as far as I know. So, like, maybe have a different form of government or implement different policies. But is there even enough food in North Korea to go around? And if not, maybe those people need to be somewhere else, you know? I don't know. That's just a random thought that I have, uh... Like, we obviously, we have too much food in this country. And donating food isn't treating the problem, it's treating the symptom of the problem. Maybe the actual problem is that there's never going to be enough food in those countries. So, maybe they shouldn't live there. And yeah, I know, they've probably lived there their whole life, and they've lived there for generations. But they've probably been starving for generations. So why, why keep them in that state? Why keep them starving? Maybe, maybe it's better to move them somewhere where they won't be starving. Is that the solution to world hunger? Because obviously the people that have billions of dollars could just continuously ship food over there so that their peop- the people are not starving. But they're not doing that. They don't do that. Like, it's kind of interesting, like... I guess Elon Musk himself probably has enough money to solve world hunger forever. But does he? And is what he's doing for humanity better than solving world hunger? I don't know. I also heard another interesting point. Uh, I don't know where I heard this or who said it or whatever. But uh, the point was basically that Um, shit, did I just forget the point? I might have just forgotten the point. Elon Musk, world hunger, is what he is doing better than solving world hunger. Oh man, I forgot the point that I was going to say. That's a shame. It was a good, good thing I heard. Good point I heard. Elon Musk... He does, like, electric car stuff and rocket ship stuff. I don't know. I forget the point I was going to say. Fleeting thoughts. Fleeting thoughts. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be cat-sitting for my sister for, like, nine days. And uh, I'm going to have to be working on my laptop rather than my desktop. Which is kind of sucky, because my desktop makes web development quite easy, with the multiple screens and whatnot. But, we'll see how it goes. 
Oh, boy. One guy, Elon Musk, has lots of money. Still trying to think of this thought that I had. I have no idea. No clue what it was. All right, anyway. If I think of it later, maybe I'll let you know. So... I don't know. 